0: All right, welcome back to CBS Sports Radio. I'm Vince Quinn with you here, and joining me to talk about a lot of things with one of the most exciting teams in the NFL, Andrew Filipponi from 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh and CBS Sports Radio. Andrew, what's going on? Vince, good to
1: talk to you, buddy. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, and and you must be doing pretty good. I mean, the Steelers, <laughs> to, to start the year 6-0, and the question that some people are going to have is why? I mean, how is it that the Steelers came out of the gate this hot?
1: Well, a lot of it has to do with the, the teams they played. Um, you know, they got a they got the change with the Titans game, and that set them up with four consecutive home games. And you know, they play the NFC East, which is a huge uh, advantage for them. And so, you know, they've capitalized on that to their credit. They haven't lost a game that they're supposed to win so far this year, and. You know they opened a lot of eyes since with what they did in the first half of the uh, of the te- of the Tennessee game. So yeah, I mean I think there were high expectations with Ben Roethlisberger coming back. I think fans and I thought that they were going to be a playoff team. They were good enough to win double digit games, but you know the way they've started now has fans thinking even bigger than that, thinking about the number one overall seed in the AFC and thinking about the Super Bowl, of course.
0: I want to get to the Baltimore game in a minute, but still uh, just trying to understand the Steelers a little bit. I mean, for for them to get to this point, like you said, soft schedule and all that, but offensively, defensively, what are they doing well? Where do they struggle? Like, what's the overview for Pittsburgh right now? Well,
1: Roethlisberger has been outstanding, and he was not good in the second half against Tennessee. He threw two interceptions, but, you know, he has, I think he's been better than than he's been in years. Uh, last, uh, last time he played a full season, Vince, 2018, he led the league in passing yards, but I wasn't all that impressed to be So I look at the way he's played. He's been very smart, cerebral. He hasn't turned the ball over that much. And so that has really complemented the defense. That was great last year. Uh, that defense almost got them into the playoffs without Roethlisberger, with Mason Rudolph and with Duck Hodges, at quarterback. And they have not been as good this year, Bench. They've been, I would say that they have had a lot of, um they've been really a tale of a, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde defense. They've had some moments where they've been incredible. And they've also had some moments where teams like the Eagles and the uh, Texans have been able to march the ball up and down the field on them. And the, and the Titans did the same thing in the second half of Sunday's win. So a lot of reasons to like where the Steelers are right now. And, you know, Roethlisberger's renaissance season has a ton to do
0: with that. And we're talking with Andrew Filipponi from 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh and CBS Sports Radio. And looking at Ben, I mean, one of the things that's been going on around him is naturally like when is the end of the road here? And do you think that's coming up soon? Do you think, you know, are they looking at the quarterbacks in the draft next year? How do you think that all plays out?
1: Well, he's got one more year left on his contract after this. But I know just from, you know, doing a show here and talking to people that, you know, Roethlisberger's, end date, his expiration date is not really a talking point anymore. Uh, he's been so good that I think a lot of people are living in the present. I think he's doing the same thing. I think that there's a possibility that he gets a contract extension at the end of the year. He keeps this up. So no, I don't. Like, I thought this off season that, yeah, like, you know, do they take a guy at the end of the first round? Do they Take a quarterback in the second or third round, because Mason Rudolph clearly isn't the answer. But based on how Roethlisberger's played through the first six games, Vince, no, like, we've done very little scouting and looking at the quarterbacks in next year's draft class.
0: And that's a nice place to be, you know, because for Ben, like, you see how these older quarterbacks are still playing well. Obviously, Brady looks great. And, and you know, let me just ask you about this, by the way. For you being a Pittsburgh guy, how do you feel about Antonio Brown being on Tampa Bay?
1: Well, I love the move for the Bucks, and I've had my run-ins with Brown, and he's not my biggest fan. And you know, I've said a lot of things about his maturity and about his. Uh, I, I I thought he, you know, basically, you know, had a kamikaze mission here, where he wanted to get out of his contract to get more money. I think everything he did at the end of his Steelers career was deliberate because he knew the Steelers weren't going to give him a new deal, and so he did everything he could to get traded to Oakland. Um, and so, you know, I've always had to wrestle with that, Vince, like, he's one of the greatest wide receivers I've ever seen in my life. Um, I would say only Randy Moss and Jerry Rice were better guys that I put my own eyes on, but I also have a good relationship with Roethlisberger and know how stressful it was to have Antonio Brown, that it was a blessing and a curse. So, you know, I think Brady, I give him credit. I think he's got A.B. on the straight and narrow. The guy hasn't done anything stupid on social media in a long, long time. And so I think he's bought in. And on paper, I would say Tampa with A.B. and with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, I mean, they've got as good of a group of wide receivers as I've ever seen. And, you know, if he acts up and if he complains and if he causes a stink, they can always cut him and there's not a big cap hit. And, you know, it's not the end of the world for them. So I like the risk-reward factor for Tampa. I think it was a good move. So, yeah, Pittsburghers are obviously rooting against the Bucks. They can't stand Brady. They don't like Antonio Brown. But if I look at it from a Tampa perspective, I think it was worth the risk.
0: Yeah, and that's that's totally fair. Now, the other guy, obviously, is Le'Veon Bell, and he has this blowout with the Jets. They let go of him. Now he's in Kansas City, I guess, could be playing against the Steelers at some point in the playoffs. So, what do you make of the whole path that Le'Veon's been on, and do you think he works out with the Chiefs?
1: Well, he, he screwed up. He should have taken the Steelers deal. I mean, the $14.5 million he turned down when he set out a year, Vince, he'll never make back. Um, But, you know, this is really for Le'Veon, this is a this is a make or break situation because, you know, the whole Jets thing, he can always point it he can always point the blame at Adam Gaze. He never had a run over nineteen yards. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people can't empathize with him because the Jets were such a dumpster fire. But now he's in, you know, the best offense possible and and if he can't put up numbers in Kansas City, well, then I think as a running back that's going to be 29 this offseason, well, then I think his career is pretty much over if he doesn't do well in Kansas City. So that's the risk of that move. I mean, if he went to a team like Miami, let's say, and he didn't put up numbers, he could blame it on the supporting cast. But, you know, there's no such luxury of being with the Chiefs as to put up or shut up time. You know, I still think Clyde Edwards-O'Leary is the best running back there. So if if Bell can keep his head on straight, then, you know, I think it is a good situation. And I think it allows for him to go into free agency and get a good deal somewhere after this year is over.
0: Yeah. Now, we're talking with Andrew Filippone of 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh and with us at CBS Sports Radio. So let's get into the Steelers game, man. I mean, the fact that you guys are playing the Ravens, what is the energy like in Pittsburgh? How significant is this game for the Steelers?
1: Oh, it's huge. Uh, if they win, then I think that they're the favorites, Vince, to get the number one overall seed in the AFC. And the uh, the the buy has been so pivotal; it's been so important. You know, no team has gone uh, without a buy to the Super Bowl since the since the Ravens in 2012. So it's hugely important. Um, so that's huge. I mean, that's so important for them to if they are able to pull off this, you know, kind of not a huge upset, but they're a four-and-a-half-point underdog, if they win this game, that's big because they'll be in the driver's seat, I think, even ahead of Kansas City to get the number one uh, overall seed. But, you know, they also have that game on Thanksgiving night against the Ravens. So, in that respect, Vince, is kind of a house money game. I mean, they could, they could lose this game, and in my opinion, I still think set themselves up to uh, win the AFC North. And get a home playoff game, so you know that's what's at stake here. I mean, this rivalry has been re-energized. I've heard it all week. I think that fans are super excited for this game, but I don't think they're looking at it as a must-win game. I think if the Steelers, even if they, Vince, even if they lose the game and it's close, I think fans will understand that. I mean, for them to be six and zero for the first time since 1978, I think fans are expecting at some point they're going to lose. And when you look at the schedule, this is the toughest game they have left.
0: Yeah, it's it's a nice benefit to have at this point, given the weird start with the Titans game getting flipped and all that stuff. So uh, the, things going well for the Steelers. Now I guess it the, the, comes down to the matchups then. Obviously, you know, the Ravens and Lamar have, haven't been quite exactly what you'd expect, but how do you think the matchup works this week? I mean, do you actually expect the Steelers to win?
1: Well, I picked the Ravens, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, Baltimore, I don't think that they'll be able with Jackson. I don't think that they'll win the game with his legs. Uh, the Steelers have a great record against teams when their quarterback is the leading rusher. Under Tomlin, they're 8-3-1 and one when the quarterback is the team's leading rusher in a game. So I don't look at it like Jackson's going to rush for 150 yards and that's going to be the key to victory. Uh Harbaugh's record off a bye is exceptional. He's 10-2 and two when he's had an extra week to prepare. And on the other side of things, Vince, Mike Tomlin is 5-7 and seven when a team has an extra week to get ready for a game. So, you know, history there would tell you that the Ravens have a big advantage because of the way that COVID-19 changed the schedule. Um, I also think, Vince, that, you know, the Ravens' defense is probably – the best unit in this game with the uh, Yannick Ngakwe trade and what they have in the secondary right now with Humphrey, Peters and Jimmy Smith, who's 50-50, but is probably going to play from everything I've heard. You know, they've got the personnel to match up with the Steelers depth at wide receiver. And, you know, when the Steelers have played in Baltimore, when the games have been down there, you know, Roethlisberger really hasn't played well. He's four and six all time there, Vince. And the games the Steelers have won, it's been either defense or it's been the running game where either Le'Veon Bell or James Conner have been the catalyst behind their victory. So, you know, I think for those reasons that Baltimore will win, I think the Steelers absolutely have a good shot to win the game. But if I had a gun to my head, I would take the Ravens to win on Sunday.
0: Okay, and last question for you. Let's say the Steelers actually pull this game out and they win. With everything stacked against them, they go and they win this game. Is it time to start having a national conversation about Mike Tomlin, Coach of the Year?
1: Well, probably. I mean, you know, the thing about the Coach of the Year award is that it typically goes to a coach who did more with less. And the Steelers, despite the fact that they went 8-8 last year and missed the playoffs, I think most of uh, people in our shoes, national guys, thought that the Steelers were a good candidate to make the playoffs this year with the expanded playoff field. Uh, so, you know, in that way, you know, the, that's the one thing Mike Tomlin is fighting, is there going to be a team that everybody had pegged to finish in last place that ends up making the playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, I've been a very critical uh, guy of Mike Tomlin. I thought that the last few years he's underachieved. You know, even last year they were eight and five, and they looked like they were locked to make the playoffs, and then they lost the last three games, and they were favored in all three of those games. So, yeah, I mean, this is a big game for Tomlin. He's under five hundred in his career against John Harbaugh, and Harbaugh's had the inferior quarterback throughout the rivalry. He had Joe Flacco. Tomlin obviously had had Ben Roethlisberger. So, yeah, I think there's a good chance. I look around the NFL. And I wonder, like, who would be the guys that you would put ahead of Tomlin in a national conversation for Coach of the Year if the Steelers start seven and zero? Maybe Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, maybe Matt Lafleur in Green Bay. But yeah, I mean, Tomlin's never won a Coach of the Year. They haven't had a, you know, Chuck Noll never won a Coach of the Year, Vince, wow. even though he won four Super Bowls. I know it's crazy. The only guy in franchise history to do it is Bill is uh, Bill Cowher in his first year. So maybe this would be the year where Tomlin actually got some credit for taking a team that was expected to be good, but maybe Tomlin can make them
0: great. All right. Well, this has been a great conversation. Andrew ninety 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh and with CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it.
1: You bet, Vince. Anytime, brother.